to the Serite, a Bleach podcast brought to you by Hollowbait. No one knows where it comes from or how it works, but we're selling it anyway. I'm Lethan, one of the admins, and today I'm joined by Shiki. Hello. And Elv. G'day, mate. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I had to. I, I've, I've realised I haven't done anything Australian this entire time. So <laughs> Far out. You're welcome for that. Um, I'll never say it again because it makes me cringe, but that's because I'm a fake Australian. I mean, all of Australia is fake, but that's not what we're here to talk about, folks. We're here to talk about bleach. <laughs> oh, what about you, Shiki? Have you got any American-only, like, sayings? No, not really. <laughs> it's just a hodgepodge oh, of everything. What about, hey, y'all? Very no. offensive, so good thing. Yeah. That's what I was gonna I'm not going to go southern hey, on y'all night. <laughs> okay. Nope, don't, don't get me started. <laughs> Alright then, well, I'll tell you what then, let's just jump straight into our episode recap. So Shiki, do you want to take it away for us? Sure. So for episode 13, while Ichigo and Uryu continue to fight hollows, Orihime must face a hollow that can control the bodies of anyone unlucky enough to be hit by one of the seeds on her head. In her struggle to protect her friends, Orihime unleashes a new power, which gives her the ability to create shields that can protect, heal, and attack. After successfully defeating the Hollow and saving her friends, Orihime is taken to Urahara's shop with Chad, where they learn the truth about Ichigo and what's been going on in their town. Excellent. And that brings us into episode 14. In this episode, Ichigo and Uru must fight back to back in order to stand a chance against the vast number of hollows that have arrived on scene. Despite neither of them liking each other, they both accept they must work together or perish. Things go from bad to worse, though, as a gang of hollows, who appear to do nothing more than stand there for target practice, converge in on the skies as a massive Menos Grande hollow appears. Ichigo and Uru must now work out how to deal with this new threat, while watched by the ever-mysterious Hatton Clogs. Qu- two quite big episodes, actually. A lot happening, I thought, in these ones. Um, so what were your thoughts? Let's think about episode 13, then. What were your thoughts? Well, I like the fact that we're delving into more um, hollow abilities rather than just murderous um, monsters, you know, fucking up the town. They actually have, you know, cool traits, like... The, actually, my favourite part of that episode was the hollow. Like, she's pretty dope, you know, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of hollow abilities, one thing that I wondered while watching this episode was maybe hollows have abilities that reflect, re- yeah, reflect what they were like in life. So, like, what if mm-hmm. um, this hollow's ability that had the tentacles being able to control people was a very manipulative person in life. I like that. Oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, because we know about nice. the, the murder hollow, right? That like murdered each of mom and everybody, and then the parakeet murdering. been a murder. murdering. <laughs> 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 Why are we only just now making fun of my accent? Been a murder. <laughs> See, I watched I watched those kind of shows with my dad, and for some reason, the way you said it just then reminded me completely of "There's been a murder." I just There's can't say it with my fist. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, continue. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we've had the the murderer. Uh, stabby <laughs> hollows before and we did know that that actually reflected them as people in real life, so it, that would make sense, right? With this one, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I mean, other than that one with the parakeet episode, he had little minions like things that he used 
It's like, oh, I mean, I guess that just made them more cruel. So I don't know. Yeah, they're definitely, I definitely love that um, theory though. That's that's actually really dope. And I don't know if what she does she says, do. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she. It's a really good call, actually. But I don't know if she if she mentioned this just in the manga or the anime because the two blur together in my head because I'm reading them <laughs> side by side and watching them together. Um, but I know that she said that she didn't like fighting and she preferred like to send those seeds out for other people to do the work for her. Yeah, she did say that. Yeah, she would. Yeah. That's why she would be very manipulative in real life. She probably had people doing her dirty work all the time. As women do. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not that's not meant to stand the way it did. Wait, just cut that one out. Don't worry about that. I just meant like it's it is a big thing in um don't worry about it. That sounded that's not the way it's supposed to sound. Just cut that I one think out. though it's a it's a fair point, isn't it? Is it and I, I, I think it's yeah. something worth mentioning is that yeah, when you think of manipulators, you tend to think of girls. And that's just Yeah. That's just it's how like we've been that, that's just sort of fact. Um, yeah, just like how males are more likely to be a serial killer. So I've been watching a lot of serial killer. Listen, okay, the reason why I'm on this is I've been watching a lot of forensic files and a lot of murder mysteries and stuff. So my head's just, as you can tell by that, there's been a murder thing. Like I've just, I've been on a rampage with like murder mysteries. So just don't worry about me. Oh, we're we're only a tiny bit concerned, Dale. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry. I I still don't know how to. Um, commit the perfect murder. I haven't got there yet. <laughs> I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be completely worried until that laugh of yours turns absolutely mechanical. <laughs> then I will be concerned. Don't worry. I'll oh, keep an yeah. eye on the Australia news for you. It's okay. <laughs> the only thing I'm killing is my own hopes and dreams. It's fine. <laughs> 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 well, we're going to talk about that after the podcast. Um, but mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So. This hollow can fire out these seeds that, like what you were yeah. saying, manipulates people, but obviously in afterlife is way more um, powerful. So other than just manipulating their mind, she's now controlling their bodies as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's it's it, it shows a lot um, of Tatsuki's will for Orihime and Orihime's strength, which you don't get to see very often at all. Because she gets, like we've mentioned before, Orihime gets done a bit dirty in the anime compared to the manga. I ha- I wouldn't know, obviously, because I haven't okay. read, but a lo- it is a big thing that a lot of her backstory and her, her um, character gets lost um, from word- from page to screen, and it's which is sad because I-, I have more respect for her now after many years, but it shows in this that she her-, her will to save her friends, despite her literally being as she knew before she got her powers as just a normal human, you know, yet she literally breaks that barrier, which it was actually really nice to see. And with Tatsuki too, it's that friendship holds together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that you said, Elf, because having read mm. the manga at the same time, and I'll come across, I'll talk about the differences, but um, like, I never liked Orihime. My first watch through of the anime, I really didn't yeah. like her. I thought she was the, your typical trope of the ditzy girl who's put in for some comic relief, is really stupid. Uh, is really annoying, um, but actually, watching this episode at the same time as reading the manga has given me a new appreciation, actually, for her. I still wouldn't go as far as to say she's like my absolute favourite character, but I would definitely say I have way more respect for her than I did the first couple of times I watched Bleach. Yeah, definitely. Um, Shiki, it also you? helps from... Sorry. <laughs> no, no, go for it, go for it. <laughs> I was gonna say it also helps of being in like a community of the fandom is 
when you're respectful and you tell people like why you like a character, you get to learn a lot because that's a lot of how I learn about Orihime being a better character than what she's portrayed as, which is always cool. Like just talking with all of you guys, even to know the differences between characters. Like I'm, I'm excited for Shiki's episodes with um, you know, your his favorite characters because yes. you know he shines some light on them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so excited for that. Excellent, uh, Shiki. What what were your thoughts on Orihime and stuff with this episode? So, I do agree with you when we say that Orihime, through my first watch through years ago, really felt like she was a pointless character, almost like that princess that needed to be saved mm-hmm. constantly. Um, but now that I'm rewatching it, I'm seeing things that I didn't see before where she does actually have like the want to be useful to try and do things to protect her friends and it really shows in this episode when she unlocks her power um and i'm really interested in rediscovering orihime and seeing what exactly i missed from her character my first watch through It's, it's um it's also good that they show that she's not just always where she go I think that was another thing I liked about this episode, which it was it was more than just I need to save Ichigo. It was shows that she does care about other people other than Ichigo, which I think that's what actually I missed the first time around, actually, is um, that's part of, like, what you said, Cheeky, is I was so – all she was is, like, oh, she loves Ichigo so much. She needs to get over it, like, you know, calm down. But in this go around, you actually see that, damn, she does care about more than just, um, just Ichigo, you know. She has actually that – that need to help more people, which is, I don't know how I missed it the first time around, but I did. I guess it was because I couldn't get over um, just, yeah, a lot of it. Maybe because we were just young and angsty. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I was too busy, like I said in the the beginning episode of introducing of how I got into anime, I was still waiting for Toshiro. So (laughs) a lot of everything else went over my head. (laughs) And we've got... You've got like Tatsuki as well, because I'll admit Elvav is thinking the exact same thing, but now that I'm watching it back, I'm like, how did I miss her relationship with Tatsuki? Because I think mm. I just got sucked into this whole, all she is is just another character that was put there to fa- fawn over a boy. Actually, that's yeah. not technically right. She's actually in herself a really, uh, yeah, the anime sometimes does her dirty in that sense, but like she actually really cares a lot about her friends and we see more with her relationship with Tatsuki than we ever really do with Ichigo, especially up to this point, I think. Yeah, it's definitely something that surprised yeah. me my, during my rewatch here. It's like, if you asked me before this, um, if Orihime had any interpersonal relationships with any other characters, I would have been like, nah, just Ichigo and rewatching this it's like wow she actually did have like a deep friendship with Tatsuki yeah see I've always seen the friendship with Tatsuki it was just more everything else as well that like like Chad and everything I don't I didn't ever saw it but then I realized no she does like you know she cares about more than just that she goes like whoa (laughs) this is amazing (laughs) this character actually has depth to her like there's still a lot that I, I um think about negatively but you know, that's to be expected. Like, I don't know if I've ever mentioned, but there's a lot I criticise about Bleach. You know, it's, it's not the most perfect anime in the world. Just, it's a favourite. It, it's still, there'll always be things that 
I'll find negative about it. And one of those is definitely the way they portrayed Orihime, mm-hmm. which will make a lot of people mad, I know, because a lot of people, she is a fan favourite, understandably. But, yeah, you have to really look at her beyond just that high-pitched, annoying kind of love Ichigo, gotta help Ichigo kind of person. You see that, wow, this character is actually worth at least more than what she was given on the screen, which is sad because you'd think it would be the other way around, that she'd be more plain on paper. But, yeah. Yeah, speaking about that, was there any difference in the manga to the anime for Orihime in this one? There, there was. I've got a whole list of things here. For Orihime specifically, uh, all I really took note of was that she she comes across a lot more. The The anime does this thing where they make her seem really giddily and she's got like a really annoying voice, I think. And I, that's nothing to do with the voice actor at all. I think mm. that is literally just the direction in which they took it. Um, yeah. So I, th- I have no qualms at all that the voice actor couldn't have done like a deeper or less annoying voice. I think it's just a, an anime trope for females. But um, in, the an- in the manga, she just... That wouldn't be the voice that I would have pictured for her character reading the manga. She looked a lot more badass just in the way that she was stylized and drawn. So if I was to pick a voice for Orihime based on those, it would not be the voice we got. And I think that, like, I'm looking yeah. at the, the manga and I'm looking up at the screen and I'm looking back down at the manga, I'm looking up at the screen and I'm going, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> the manga Orihime Like Asuna, for example. Say that again? Asuna's voice, the way Asuna and sort of online, her voice actor was... It suited her character as a badass, you know, character that she was. Um, I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's obviously it's nothing to do with the voice actor because that voice actor's done a lot of different voices. It was a, it definitely would have been, yeah, that um, portrayal because I know it's supposed to be that innocence of this innocent girl getting caught caught up in this, which is understandable. She is rather innocent, not in a bad way at all. Because her voice gets more sullen as it goes. It's still, you know, high-pitched, but you can, especially, you know, in certain arcs, it does have that sullen feel to it where it's... I think that's where I like her more, is when she's kind of matured a bit more. Yeah, Yeah. plus that makes sense because early on, she is Mm. just getting over a lot of the stress and the dissociation, like from losing her brother from, as we saw in this episode, Mm. being bullied as a kid so I'd you can be homeless yeah and it's like yeah you can understand how she doesn't really have much going for her in life beyond her friends so she mm. very understandably will act and sound withdrawn and maybe trying to sound more innocent and like nothing's going on and then as she- she's like a toru honda from first baskets mm. it she she plays it off with everything's fine like you know that that's literally how she does it, is even when she's upset, you can see her go, yep, everything's okay, you know, that's the whole point of her character, which, again, re-watching it when you're older, it kind of, you're like, oh, like, this character is more than just, I think that all ties into how much more this character needs that depth, like, and, which she needed on screen more than on paper, because as you said, Lethan, it can't, she came across more of a badass on paper. Um, a question I have, though, is in the manga, is everything good when it comes to her powers because i know we didn't really touch on that in our recap well but. i uh, well let me go through the manga differences for episode 13 as a whole then mm-hmm. um so 
these are the notes that I had for the manga differences. So at the very beginning of the episode, Ichigo doesn't bully Cone. So I think at the very beginning of episode 13, he's like absolutely pulverizing Cone. That doesn't happen in the manga. <laughs> Poor Cone. Just anime Cone gets beaten up. Uh, well, to be fair, there'll be more of that later, but it's mostly from Rukia. But anyway, um, uh, Ch- <laughs> Chizuru uh, doesn't say uh, she'll kiss Orihime. She just says she'll tickle her into submission. And I wasn't sure if that also happened in the, the sub version. No, it was kissing in the sub as well. Was it kissing in the sub? Well, in, in the manga, it was she would tickle her into submission, not kiss her. Which um, I, I like better, you know, tickle sounds more consensual. I don't know. Uh, I'll be honest, but... knowing Chizuru, um, if it might, I mean, maybe it was the same in the original Japanese version of the manga as well, but I would not be surprised if it was more like groping. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah Chizuru is a bit of a pervert mm-hmm. just a tiny tiny bit uh, then we've got Tatsuki actually punches Chizuru in the gut like full full on punch in the gut for rambling and just annoying her <laughs> it's like it's like a proper <laughs> gut punch um, we've got Chizuru's hand when she starts getting controlled by the hollow actually wraps around Orihime's throat not her wrist so in the anime she's like holding her wrist up high but in the manga, she's actually choke-holding uh, Orihime around the throat. Uh, and the, uh, the hollow is in the background screaming, like, choke her, strangle her. Um, it's quite gruesome. And then before Tatsuki mm. actually steps in, the classmates converge on Orihime and they get a good few punches and start ripping at her uniform as well in the manga, which obviously they couldn't really show on, on the TV. Uh, the hollow... Yeah. The hollow... Uh, goes into like a lot more gruesome detail of how it's going to kill Tatsuki as well so like saying that the, that it's going to control all the classmates to tear out her hair and then hang her and <laughs> yeah, it was pretty dark um, to be fair oh, the manga wow. was really oh. dark and then it got much more gruesome as well because I think in the, in the anime we see Tatsuki does get hit but that's pretty much all you see you just see green goo in the manga it's very obvious this is not green goo this is loads of blood and uh, she gets hit with a seed right above her, her is it her right eye or left eye I think it's her left eye and it's bleeding like all down her face and across her eye and everything and it just looks way worse than it did in the in the anime um, but when it comes to the powers and everything there wasn't really a whole lot different it was pretty much scene by scene exactly what we saw in the anime uh, which tends mm-hmm. to be the I've noticed that when it comes to the manga and anime differences when there's a lot of fighting there's very little difference to note the only other differences mm-hmm. I noticed was when Orihime wakes up Chad like hovers over her to make sure she's okay and she sits up really quickly and she hits Chad in the head and he's actually in pain and <laughs> he's, he's, he makes he makes a comment that she's got like such a hard head which I just thought was really funny. It just adds an extra layer to Orihime as being actually quite a, a strong character. And then, yeah. and then we've got um, where Rukia is like kicking Cone back. She's got her, her foot firmly planted in Cone's face when he's in Ichigo's body, and she's bending him right back. He makes a comment saying that he looks like the Nike logo. <laughs> <laughs> like the tech, which I thought was really, really funny. And that was the only Aww. episode differences I had for 13. Nice. What about the... So nothing with the powers then? Nothing. That's interesting. So that, that's good that they kept all that too, right? Yeah. Well, that seemed to stay the same. But what about the between the sub and dub? What were the differences there? So there's a couple of differences. Namely, it's about name usage. So, for example... 
In the Japanese version, Ichigo calls Uryu by his last name being Ishida, while in English he always calls him Uryu. But when you also look at how Uryu um, refers to Ichigo, he says he always calls him by Kurosaki in both the sub and the dub. So that was just something that I noticed with that to be a, a choice that they made. I think. I think it's to um, show Ichigo's casual, like casual attitude and his disrespectful, um, not disrespect. It's more like you know he doesn't even call the captains by captain. Yeah. You know, it's part of his cap, um, his personality at that point. Yeah, I've <laughs> just had a quick wee look back in the manga just now. I've got it in my hand, and they both call each other Uryu and Ichigo. So I think it's been adapted for our audience. Yeah. Then the other major language difference that I saw was. Everyone calls Chad by Chad and not his real name, Sado, except for Orihime, mm-hmm. who calls him by Sado. Yet you would not notice that if you're just paying attention to the words in the subtitles, because in the subtitles it says Orihime calls Chad by Chad, but if you're listening, she actually does say Sado. Oh, that's weird. Interesting. I think it's that respect culture again, though, isn't it, from Japan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if they... Do they do nicknames? Do they know nicknames like we do? They do. Like, for example... You have to be very close, isn't it? Yeah, it's, like, generally very close. I mean, like, look... Unless, of course, you're Yachiru. But, yeah, there... <laughs> <laughs> um, there are nicknames. Um, for example, like, um, Karin to Ichigo will call Ichigo Ichini, which can be seen as mm. several different meanings, like one, two, or... Ichi Onisan. But yeah, it's generally if you're friends, you'll have nicknames if you're like close friends on a first name basis. But I just found it interesting how Orihime, even though I would say they're probably friends at this point, will still call Chad by Sato while everyone else in the show calls him Chad. I'm excited to see if that ever changes, like, you know, like in a, a season or two from now, if she's still calling him Saddle or if she changes to Chad. So you'll hmm. definitely need to let us know, like, if that... Because I don't think they're as... Sorry. Go for it, go for it. No, I was just going to say, because I don't think they're as close at that point, Yeah, actually. Because if you really think about it, it's just Ichigo's friend. Um, they, they get close through the Soul Society, like... Yeah, I guess. Like, going and being in this big thing. Yeah, so it'll be good. It'll be interesting to see if that evolves. You'll have to keep us posted on that one, Cheeky. Uh, have we got any final thoughts or opinions on this episode, then, with Orihime or Powers? Or... I have one more thing to note, just yes, from the... Now, so this is the English dub. It's a... I think it's a blooper. Um, at the three-minute mark in the English dub, when Tatsuki is saying, hey, what's the rush? Take it easy, Orihime. Right as she finishes her sentence, the audio is cut very abruptly, it sounds like to me. Mm. So it's just something I could notice. Like, it just seemed like it ended way too soon. It might have been the dub that I was listening to. But, yeah, it's just an interesting little blooper that I noticed. I didn't even notice that, but it's probably because I've got my head buried in the manga at the same time. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what, did, what, what, did, what do we think of Orihime's powers? I'm always up and down with her powers. It, it hers to me seems a, I hate to say it, but too cartoony. In a way, I I I kind of would have powers as in their actual abilities. I like. Um, I'm a bit confused with the um 
patterns and everything not patterns but like the formations and stuff still even to this day <laughs> eight years later um so not just eight years several years later but it's it I think her ability to make shields and healing has always been great and her attack um it's more just yeah the characters themselves has always been a bit of a you know not a great fave on mine yeah I think I think the personally I think they shouldn't have been individual little characters like we all know that Kubo's gonna have enough characters as it is, especially with <laughs> what we've got coming up. That we, did we really need to create an extra? What was it, five or six additional tiny little yeah. characters? So I think, yeah, I personally would. I love the shield, love the healing, because it's so unique to her, and it's not even healing, really, is it? It's it's like re- she can reject uh, what's inside the shield. Spoilers. It's not technically. <laughs> they say that. I mean, they say that uh, you can reject what's okay, inside the fine. shield. That's okay. Then. Um. So I thought you were going to say what happens in that. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. <laughs> all coming up, though. All to come. We're really looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah. Okay. But we yeah. know that she she's rejecting <laughs> things. That's what she's doing, isn't she? That's her power is to reject. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's um, a really interesting take on healing and shielding as the rejection. Yeah, so when I was watching this and seeing her power, I understand her power to her personality to a point. For example, Orihime is very much so the protective kind of friend. Um, mm. And to that point, I can understand the shield kind of... But it just doesn't feel at this point like it really matches her character as much as Chad's arm matches Chad. It just kind of seems like an I mean, out of I guess power. She would throw herself in front of somebody, though, to shield them, if you really think about Orihime. Yeah, but would we a- know that about her at this point? Well, I think we. I mean, I guess in that episode, yeah, because that was the point of how she got her powers was that need to protect. Like, I get yeah. what you mean, though. I think that's also why they made them such like char- like cartoony kind of characters, because like Zanpakuto is to the master. You know, you got you got things that match your, your personality, which I completely understand. But I, I, I think it kind of does make sense. If, yeah, I just, from what I'm viewing, obviously, it make that's okay. If you, yeah. yeah, I just feel like it probably at least should have given her a little bit more character development before this point but mm. i mean beggars can't be choosers i guess <laughs> i think we all would have liked to have seen a bit more character development for morohime but even at this point in the, the anime there's all in the manga there's so many characters that it's hard and we're mm-hmm. already starting to yeah. see that struggle of when you've got too many characters it's very hard to 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 morph them all and let them grow but i think yeah i think her ability or her want her desire to want to protect Tatsuki when we saw the flashbacks of all the times that Tatsuki's protected her, especially for her having the same mm-hmm. orange hair that Ichigo's had, and now she's wanting to actually stand up and fight for her friend, but she doesn't want to fight to hurt. She wants to fight to protect. Yeah, and I think exactly. that's where the power was born from. I, I agree with that. I think the power suits her. I would have just liked to have not had five or six additional characters pushed on us, personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can move into episode uh, 14 now, which was yes. all about our back-to-back fight to the death. So, I don't know, Shiki, do you want to maybe discuss some of the differences between sub and dub, you noticed? So, this one was a pretty loyal episode to the dub. Um, their only major difference was... That Rukia, when 
the Minos Grande is doing his Sarah attack. In the English dub, she also refers to it as the Doom Blast. Mm-hmm. When it's only known as a Saro in Japanese, not Doom Blast. That's completely unique to the English dub. Although I recall there also being a thing with the manga, when you're reading the kanji for Saro, it will translate as Hollow Flash. Yeah, so. I think Doom Blast sounds better than Hollow Flash. Anyway. <laughs> Doesn't she call it Acero at some point as well? Though, yeah, she, sure first she first calls it Acero, but then she, then she immediately says a Doom Blast right after that. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I it was one of those things that I always forgot the name of Acero, and now I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, anything else from you, Shiki? Uh, no, that was actually the only notable difference between the dubs. Well, I had a few differences in the manga then, so <laughs> most of these are hilarious. I think they're hilarious, but I also fully understand why they were cut out. Um, so Ichigo, when Ichigo arrives, you know how in the anime he arrives and he's looking very cool and he's like, Who do He doesn't show up like that at all in the manga. There are two pages of him, Rukia and Kohn having a pure domestic. It literally oh takes God. up like two pages and it's... Uriya's just standing at the side being completely ignored whilst goes shouting at Kohn <laughs> for not being able to find Rukia faster and Kohn says that Rukia, like, he, he basically says, you know, I, I was trying to smell her and then Rukia's like, what, you try to say I smell? And then he's like, no, 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 it's like a heavenly smell but by that point Rukia's al- already broke his nose um, and Ichigo's, <laughs> like, Ichigo's like, that's my body, like, you can't just go, like, hitting, like, and so they're all having this domestic while Studio's just like, hello. Um, <laughs> and then the only, the only notice Uriya's even there when he fires an arrow at Ichigo and that's when Ichigo, like, slices the arrow in half, so it's not that Uriya's shooting at a hollow, which he does in the, the anime, he's shooting at Ichigo to go, hi, I'm yeah. still here. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was really funny. That would have been nice, though. That would have been a nice, like, like, con both, both versions are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it would have been brilliant. And it, it gets even worse as well. So, um, during the so during the flashback, it's all comic relief, all this stuff, to be honest. So, this was quite a serious episode in the anime, but not so much in the manga. So, during the flashback where we see um, Uryu talking with his sensei... Um, about like the hollow, uh, sorry, about Quincy's and, and, and Soul Reapers and their history. Um, at the very end, when he's had his sort of little moment with his sensei about it all, he asks the question, will the Quincy costume ever change because it's really lame? <laughs> <laughs> and his granddad's just oh like, what? <laughs> um, but then it's hilarious considering he has to like tell it to go all the time. It's, n- it's not a costume, it's a uniform or whatever it was. <laughs> so good. It just makes it even even funnier. And then we've got a scene where, um, because you know how when they first are all talking, they're like down these set of stairs, and then Ichigo runs up the stairs to fight the hollows back to back with Uriya. Well, Rookie and Kone are still down the bottom of the stairs, and Kone's like, "Oh, me and Rookie are alone together." So he starts making the moves on Rookie, and she just knees him right in the groin, Ooh. and he just goes down. <laughs> he just goes down. And then there's like drool coming out of his mouth and everything. And he's just, there's just a caption where he's like, so sorry, Ichigo, your thing will never work the same again. Oh my God. <laughs> and and Rukia's just like marching off. She just doesn't care. Um, and then we've got the, the, oh, so this was really interesting as well. So in the anime, 
when the menos grande starts to appear, I'm probably not saying that right, but when the menos starts to appear, uh, all the hollows are just sort of standing there doing nothing. But in the manga, they actually start praying. So, like, because Ichigo and Uri are standing in the middle of the circle and they're like, why are the hollows acting weird? Why are they not attacking us? And then all the hollows start putting their hands together or, like, their claws oh, together or whatever. Oh, it's so creepy. It's, and then they all look up to the sky and then you see some of the ones in the sky converging on the hole that's opening and it's like they're praying to some sort of god and then the Menos appears. But when the Menos appears, the Menos appears and eats most of the hollows in the area. Like <gasps> just sucks them into its mouth and starts chewing and there's blood and guts and everything everywhere. Oh, that would have been so cool. It's, I know, it's so interesting because it says a lot about how the hollows feel about this Menos and the fact that they are almost sacrificing themselves to make this menos even more formidable by combining their I mean, polar uh, their power into this 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 menos right we find well we find out why that oh i've got so much to say but i can't <laughs> i know i, I know exactly but, why that is, but keep it over so... keep it over <laughs> but it's it's sad like i start i kind of think that if bleach was made now instead they might have actually kept it as that yeah. that 15 plus rating mm-hmm. rather than um Making it so it, it it is it's 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 um censored for so that younger audiences can watch it and I hate it to be honest especially I guess because a lot of us are older now it's like can we just get our blood and guts and <laughs> our, our our more strong storyline because it would have it would have made Bleach a, such a different story and I think actually a lot more people would have it on their like and love list rather than hating it mm-hmm. because it is that child some of those that censored moments where it's just like this could have been better and that's the testament of it is that would have been so much better because I would have had that creepy aspect and giving the hollows the more of a like personality like a that's religious it's almost mm-hmm. like a religion yeah. isn't it yeah so I really do think that this would have been <laughs> it would have been better as the manga because of how much more formidable it shows the hollows to be how much more of a terrifying mm-hmm. force um, while in the anime, it's just like... They have brains. Yeah, it's like, in the anime, they're just kind of like generic, run-of-the-mill monsters that you quickly mow down after a little bit. But mm. in the manga, it's like almost a horror show, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it really made sense in the manga, because you're watching the anime and you're like, why are none of these hollows actually attacking? Like, we've seen what other hollows can do. And yeah, even although these hollows are small fries, they're just standing around waiting to be slaughtered by Uryu and, and Ichigo, even although they've got them converged on. But whereas in the manga, them stopping to pray to their god that comes to devour them makes much more sense. It's it's terrifying. Yeah. It, like, it's a religious type thing where they're sacrificing themselves to their god in their eyes. I don't know. That's how I read it. I, I just thought that the whole thing made way more sense in the manga than it did watching it in the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives it gives life to the um hollows other than these like it shows that they're foot soldiers too because they are. Once you learn the the ranks of everything, you f- figure out that. But they they have a bigger purpose anyway. But yeah, going going from that though, I think this episode was one of my favorites. For like, I have a favorite, and then it will go kind of blank for me, and then another favorite. And this one was one of them because as much as I don't have the best best love for. <laughs> Uryu. Um, I love this episode and just I just I love that menace moment when the menace and everything and the comic relief in it. I just I've got so many things I can't even stick on one thing. <laughs> I get really excited when it's one of my favorites because seeing the menace and seeing how you know 
bigger this is not no pun intended like literally this this bigger order of there's more to this this world than just these hollows and it's like scarier and like I said with that stuff that you've just brought on from the manga it would have been so cool to see that because it's like the manos kind of doesn't other than being tall it doesn't really look that scary yeah <laughs> it's just this big thing especially in Ichigo's little meld of let's chop it down like a tree so I bonk it on the head <laughs> completely agree I think it made the, this menos seem way more terrifying than it, it did look almost comical in the anime but in the, the manga it read way more terrifying because of all of this mm-hmm. um, another I mean I loved this episode for a number of reasons I thought it had a good bit of comic relief where Urio's got like Ichigo sword strapped his head and everything but one of my big complaints about this episode and I don't know if this is me being really nitpicky but at the beginning Ichigo's given Uryu a lecture of we need to fight back to back we need to fight together but the minute that Menos appears he's like I don't need your help I'm going to fight it by myself don't care what you've got to say blah 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 and he just runs <laughs> off and Uryu's like we're meant to fight together and Ichigo's like I don't care I've given up that now and I'm like mm, eh, I don't really get that yeah I think that I think that was yeah, I never actually thought of that until just now either. <laughs> I think it was because he he, he doesn't... I guess it's because he knew that Uri wasn't going to let him help if he didn't do it that way. But then with this Manos, it's kind of that that part in him where he knows, I've got to do this. Like, he, he does it actually a lot. If you really think about it, 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 it again, it, it's a very of a testament to Ichigo's character. Um, he never really makes sense <laughs> in his game plan. <laughs> Um, which is, is, you know, you know, saying we should fight together and then taking off is it's exactly like him because he does it throughout the anime. Actually, if you really think about it, he's he's hypocritical as fuck. He always will be, and I guess I I love that aspect of him. It's hilariously hypocritical. Um, it, it does get annoying though sometimes. I do I do get what you mean because it's like, mate, if you let people help you, you might actually get a bit further than just, you know getting your head bonked on the ground all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> like, honest to God, like, how many times are we going to... You may as well just get a blood tattoo on your forehead because you'd, you'd get... It's going to be there again anyway. Like, it's his skin is just going to stain red in, like, one area. Like, but yeah, little hypocrite Ichigo. So one thing I noticed in this episode that made me wonder about how the Killing the Hollows works... We know when a soul reaper kills a hollow, it gets sent to either hell or the soul society, right? But when yeah. a Quincy does the job, it's just eradicated, soul and all. Mm. So what happens to a hollow when Ududu, Genta, Chad, and Orihime do the deed? Are they still sent to the soul society, or is it because they're not killing with a Zanpakuto, the hollows get eradicated as well? That's interesting, yeah, because that's not really answered, is it? Yeah. I don't think anyone actually even thinks about that, to be honest. That's it. But yeah, that is like... A good point. Whoa, now you've just opened the whole can of worms in my yeah. head. God damn it's only, it. I really only, Why would you do that? <laughs> I really only thought about it because in this episode, they make such a big deal in the beginning about how mm, Quincy's yeah. were seen as bad guys because of the imbalance between the souls going from each yeah. place. I think the big thing and about that... And we all that, know though, how that ends. Yeah. I think the big thing about the the imbalance that the Quincy's were causing was because the Quincy's became so vast in numbers, they were disrupting yeah. the balance. Whereas like Orihime and you know they've only just got their powers, so there no no Shinigami's coming after them yet. Uh, but yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like uh, we want to know as the audience. 
you know, what what does this mean for them and their powers? How how does that? Work? I guess maybe that hasn't been looked at in society yet. I mean, Maori would love to get his hands on that eventually. <laughs> So I guess maybe they they don't even have an answer yet. Maybe that's why we can't have an answer. Or maybe it was just too much of a plot hole to be fixed, unlike everything else that's a plot hole. <laughs> There's a lot of ways we can look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, yeah, yeah definitely one of, the, one of the better episodes, I think, for season one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Was there any other last thoughts that we wanted to say before we move on to our delving into the Dungai? This episode was hmm. filled with so many out-of-context sexual-sounding lines. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Shiki. How did your bow get so big? It's called Viagra. Fuck, <laughs> 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 no. My childhood is... <laughs> You're welcome. I wonder if they just do that to see if anybody else will notice. Maybe they have a good giggle in the recording booth where they're like, it's do you want to toss a like... line in? <laughs> oh. I think it's like how in Disney movies they have those adult jokes for the mm-hmm. old audience. It, it's it's that comic relief for those people that go, ha, 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 Oh, oh gosh right okay and on that note let's uh, delve into the dung guys so we did settle on the name Dell because delve because we've got elf and we've got Dell Dell and elf delve we're delving into the dung guys you want to know what's funny uh-huh. as, as much as your joke is hilarious uh-huh. when I pitched the name for the idea I did say delving into the dung guy and then everyone said diving into the dung guy so I'm like I'm just gonna leave that <laughs> See, see, we didn't know how much of a genius you were right at the very beginning. We didn't know. Listen, mine wasn't because of a pun. <laughs> <laughs> you've done that a lot today, where you've came up with puns <gasps> without even meaning to. That was before we started recording the podcast episode. But anyway, yeah, oh, so Jesus. we're delving into the dung guy. So, uh, Shiki, do you want to take it away? So, for the news this week, we have a very special birthday. We would like to. Wish Taik or Tite Kubo a happy 43rd birthday. Happy birthday, <gasps> Kubo! Y'all get. So, are we going to sing happy birthday or, or is that reserved? <gasps> I don't know. Will we get a copyright strike for that? I think it's now public domain. <laughs> okay. I don't know. No, yeah, a happy birthday is actually a non copyrighted song. Okay, well, we could. Do you want to sing it? Will we try? Will we just say Kubo. I'm not going to say his first name because I'll butcher it every single time and people will start shouting at me. <laughs> So we just call him Kubo. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kubo. Happy birthday to you. Tanjobi omerito. Ah, very cute. Look at us all singing it out of tune. Three times. Yeah. That should be 43, it's all good. Although, to be fair, when, okay. when we post this episode, though, it's going to be like, his birthday will have been over a week ago. Yeah. So, what, yeah, you're right. Hear us, but, but it's, it's fine. Um, question, though, okay. Miss Lethan. Should we also hype another birthday up, or are we going to leave that until next time? Well, we already celebrated and gave a, a shout-out to our birthday se- our server last time, so... What other... yeah, I know, but I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I am not singing happy birthday again. <laughs> oh, <for sake>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. I wasn't there. Uh, yes, I didn't we... get to say happy birthday. Well, we did. I just wanted to say that. It was... Go for it. You go and say your happy birthday to the server. Yeah, happy birthday to the server. Yay. Did you, were you, <laughs> were you, you were around really on the birthday now. though, weren't you? You were there for the, we'd done the movie watching and we'd done... 
I no, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> Jane took that over because I was I was like, I'm going back to bed. It was eleven in the morning. I'm not, <laughs> not watching a movie at eleven in the morning. That's <laughs> fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. And um, it wasn't the second movie, so the first movie doesn't count. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I did want to put the vote out, but everybody was like, oh, let's just start with the first movie. I was like, okay. But it was, I mean, the, the showing that we did was quite good fun, but I think we caught it when quite a lot of people were online. So we did try to do two views. Yeah. But, um, anyway, yeah, so lots of birthdays happening. Uh, will we do our fandom shout-outs then? Who wants to go first for the fandom shout-out? Lethan, I nominate you as tribute. Oh, okay, I have been nominated as tribute. <laughs> Great, I'm going to go fight in the Hunger Games. Fantastic. Uh, so I have <laughs> I've nominated the very incorrect Bleach on Tumblr for this one, purely because their posts make me laugh. Uh, so just for an example of one of these, for anybody that doesn't know what these are, they're like little mini scripts written on Tumblr by a group called uh, Very Incorrect Bleach, or Incorrect Bleach as well is also another page that does something similar. And it's like a little script. So there's one that's got like Cohen and Rukia talking to each other. Where Cohen... You read Cohen, I'll be Rukia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so Cohen says, um, how did you find me? I heard you. My battle cry? You, your girly scream. It was a battle cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like little scripts, little transits like that. Uh, but what I would say is um, if you haven't watched the whole of the anime or like read the manga then there might be some spoilers in there so just keep that in mind before you go looking them up and that's my nice. fandom shout out cheeky you're next <laughs> so for my fandom shout out i'm going to shout out the instagram cosplayer azella ax who cosplay as ichigo and i Ooh. think that she did a really good job well did she do a female ichigo yeah um i'll definitely be sharing it with y'all Oh my gosh, yes. I need to see that because I was thinking of doing something similar because I have Ichigo's eye colour and I've got Ichigo's mm. hair colour. It would be very little work <laughs> for me to do to like dress up as Ichigo and go to a convention. <laughs> my friend mm-hmm. Knight actually um, also did it a female Ichigo at one point. She was very good at that. It was really great. So definitely should listen. Ichigo is a great character. Or you could try Toshiro. I mean, you can get contacts and a wig. The thing is, I've tried, I've tried like the green contacts on dark brown eyes before, and they just don't work. Like you can see the brown through them, you have to get really, mm. really expensive coloured lenses for it, and it sounds so like much money. The, it sounds mm. like the attitude of a quitter, Lethan. Oh wow! That's <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, oh, did you post? Sorry, a I just got the picture. Yeah. yeah. Okay, hold on, Holy hold crap. on. I need to see this. I need to see this. Okay, I'm seeing a wig. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Very well done. So we'll be posting that um, into our show notes. And uh, Elv, that brings us to you. Well, I have been a kind of like blank on fandom outside of our server. So my shout out goes to, as every week (laughs) that I'm on here, it goes to our beautiful server. It's... Yeah, what more can I say? How many times do I have to hype it up? I think it's brilliant. (laughs) But I definitely say that you guys should pop in and join us in our craziness because, honestly, that's all I can say it is. It's crazy, but in the best way possible. So if anyone wants just to have a place to get away from everything that's messed up in the world, you know, the craziness, definitely come to our server and just have a chill. We can talk about bleach. There's a bleach only chat and then there's general chats that's just 
madness. It's not. Couldn't really tell you what general chat's for, other than just madness. Madness. But yeah. Yeah, we currently have how many? What do we have now? Over one hundred forty. Yeah. On the server. So, one hundred forty people. So definitely jump on in and join us in our craziness. We have squads too now yes. that we set up, so you can. Once you rank up enough, you can put in your application for a squad to get a pretty colour and a pretty place to chat. Squad Tan's ruling at the moment. Suck shit, Lethan. Oh, <laughs> but do you know what I was just thinking, right? Squad. See, as, as soon as Dale reaches the right amount of rank for to pick a squad, Dale's going to pick 13, and that means that three hosts yeah, of the podcast they are already will be in 13th. Yeah, but listen... <laughs> the tanks are still doing the best we have the most people and we're the prettiest colour so fight me it's fine so everyone uh, who wants to be in the 10th division please come to our squad I will happily <laughs> accept your application right away it's not much you have to do except for you just have to be great be awesome and you'll be in the best squad in the entire Therite so there you go <laughs> my goodness so yeah we launched project 13 it was one of the big birthday gifts the admins had come up with for the server so if you are new to the server definitely come in and check it out i would admit squad 10 and squad 13 have the best colors out of any of them in, in there <laughs> that's what i will say is if you like teal you obviously go to squad 10 if you like a icy blue you will definitely be in squad 13 um and the so, sixth is and the squad other six, big group they're yeah. just mental. They're they're complete chaos. <laughs> That's why they're blood red. <laughs> total chaos. Anyway, we're not going to go there. They're not getting a shout out. They're not. They're not. Yeah. Most. <laughs> Script. They're, they're not good enough for a shout out. Exactly. Obviously, but so- no. 10th is the only shout-out we're getting because that's my shout-out for this week. The 13th doesn't get one either because, again, <laughs> not good enough. But I 13th everyone of the 10th, you know, let, let's have a party in our little little chat that i'm just going to cut you off now right <laughs> we're going <gonna, laughs> to come into the shitty gabby cup peroxide edition and we will start it off with who wore it the best so shiki do you want to tell us who wore it best so for mine it's an obvious choice it's a simple choice but ishida wearing ichigo's zanpakuto on his head as a little bonnet <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Elf, did you have the same thing <laughs> um Wait, so was that for the worn it best? That was yeah. who wore it best, yeah. Okay, cool, I changed mine, but that was my shit, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the man and the sky. Ooh. Were, he wore that sky so well, you know. He did actually. Click onto. <laughs> so, yeah, that was mine. I loved that one. Uh, all right, then. Uh, for mine, I had a cone wearing Ichigo's broken nose in the manga. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then we've got best ship. So, Shiki, take it away. For my best ship, it is Uryu and Ichigo's spirit pressure. It gives Uryu big bow energy. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my ship was Uryu's head in Zangetsu, or the Zambako. But seeing how somebody has the same humour as me for one at best, I'm going <laughs> to have to change it. And I think the best ship would definitely be Hollows and Bait. You know, mm. that's the only other one I can think of. It's not as great as the other one, but <laughs> someone stole my ship. <laughs> I put for my ship, mine's is a really odd one, uh, Uriu's shoes in the grass. 
because in the anime you get a lovely shot of Uryu's shoes on the grass and it does not look like they are connected at all. It just looks like his shoes have been photoshopped on top of the grass and there's no like little grass bits going over his shoes or anything. So it's a very one-sided relationship. (laughs) And I feel like his shoes are very dominating in that relationship and the poor grass has no option but to exist in the background. (laughs) Oh no, I feel that though. And that brings us into our double take moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, double take moment, Shiki. So for my double take moment, this is one that is a personal, disturbing kind of thing for me. Just to give a little background, if someone loses a nail, toenail, fingernail, doesn't matter, or it gets bent backwards, that freaks me the hell out. And when I saw the Minos Grande's nails and how it had holes in them. Mm. <laughs> No, that, uh, yeah. Do you bit of trypophobia there, no? A little bit, but yeah, yeah just, trypophobia. Yeah, I've got it real bad, and I Makes spotted that right away. Oh, don't. Anyway, even talking about it, speaking of skin talk. Elf, 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 quick, save us. Uh, my double take moment was Ichigo cutting the menos, like when he goes in and just. Oh, I I have to rewatch that moment every time because I was like, fucking what now? <laughs> like, you saw it coming, but it was just, I don't know, it was a favourite of mine. I've, ah, oh, it makes me smile thinking about it. Like, that's my favourite part of that entire thing. Oh, and friggin' Hat and Clogs showing up out of fucking nowhere. Again, oh, like usual. Yep. <laughs> and then just but, sealing yeah. Rookie away so she doesn't get involved again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know? Everything again. <laughs> um, yep, again, again. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, we didn't even talk about actually the the whole faucet thing for Ichigo's power and how his faucet mm-hmm. just seems to be stuck continuously on full power. Uh, because that, I mean, it's something we'll probably talk more about in the next coming episodes, I think. Because yeah. of what, what we know is going to happen. But that's just something to take note of and we'll definitely yeah. discuss later. Uh, I so was going to bring dub- that up in the next ones. Or the ones yes. that... Actually, I don't know if I have a name down for that one. Go do that. Better do that. <laughs> um, but yes, definitely something worth talking about. So we just put a wee pin in that there, but definitely something that's going to come up. Uh, for me, my double take moment was actually in the manga, the hollows that were gathering and converging on the sky before the Menos appears. That was so beautifully done. Like, it takes up two pages in the, the manga, and each of the hollows, like, they're not just background characters. Each of them have such a specific and unique design in the sky. Yeah. Like, just how much work Kubo put into the art for that, those two panels was so beautiful. So that was my, not so much double take that I flipped back to the page again, but, like, it just stuck on the page for a while, and I was like, wow, that was really yeah. cool. I think that's, that's everything, guys. Was there any last things anybody wanted to say? No. I don't think so, no. Um Cool. No. <laughs> Sorry. No. I was gonna say I'm I'm pretty happy with those two episodes considering like the first time I watched the two I wasn't really a fan. Obviously except for fourteen, obviously it was, as I said. But I don't know, I kinda liked it better rewatching it. So other than that, that's that's about it for opinions on that. <laughs> hopefully that continues going forward won't it it'd be really cool yeah. to see episodes that maybe we didn't enjoy before maybe we do enjoy now going into the rewatch um 
Cool. Well, for uh, all you wonderful souls, that's us at the end of another podcast. If you enjoyed it and you want to get involved, you can find us by searching for The Serete on Tumblr and Instagram and T Serete on Twitter. Each platform will link you to our fantastically deadly Discord family where you can talk to us about the show, read fan fictions and chat everything and anything bleach. For the next podcast, we're going to be covering the anime episodes 15, Cone's Great Plan, and episode 16, The Encounter, Arabi Renji. And so we'll see you then, souls. So take care. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.